So yeah, I'm the VR campus pastor for Lake Lake Community Church. So we're based out of Lake Geneva, Wisconsin. Just about a month before COVID hit, an article came out from DJ Soto talking about VR church. And uh, me and some of the staff members there were talking about it. And I was probably the loudest in the room saying that this is the dumbest thing I've ever heard of in my life. And uh, how VR can never be a legitimate church. And at the time, again, before COVID, I wasn't even sure that digital church could be a legitimate expression of the church. I was trying to figure out how do I keep my young adults in community with each other and growing in God's word. And so I quickly adapted and adopted a YouTube channel for all of us. And uh, we were capitalizing on all the social media uh, platforms out there to stay connected throughout the week and continue uh, teaching and everything. Welcome to the Social Media Church Podcast. I'm Neil Smith, joined by a new friend, Stuart McPherson from Lakeland Church. And today we're going to talk about one of my favorite things, virtual reality. Uh, Stuart, thanks so much for joining us. Heck yeah, man. Super excited to be here. Um, yeah, I actually picked up your guys' podcast probably like a year ago and started listening to y'all. Uh, probably be through a mutual connection with uh, Jeff Reed at the time. So uh, yeah, happy to be here. This is going to be fun exciting. I love it, Jeff. Jeff is a legend, uh, and and definitely one of the one of the pioneers in both the online church space and the VR uh, church space. Uh, so, Stuart, tell us a little bit about who you are, your background, and, and Lakeland Church. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, so yeah, I'm the VR campus pastor for Lake Lake Community Church. So, we're based out of Lake Geneva, Wisconsin. Um, if you would have asked me about like three years ago, if I was going, if I ever had any dream or desire to be a VR pastor, I would have told you no way, not one little bit. Um, in fact, before this little thing called COVID hit the shores of the U S I was working at a different church in Colorado and, uh, I was serving as the young adult pastor at the time. And, uh, just about a month before COVID hit, an article came out from DJ Soto talking about VR church and uh, me and some of the staff members there were talking about it. And I was probably the loudest in the room saying that this is the dumbest thing I've ever heard of (laughs) in my life and uh, how VR can never be a legitimate church. And at the time, again, before COVID, I wasn't even sure that digital church could be a legitimate expression of the church. Uh, So you know, then COVID hit. And as a young adult guy, I was trying to figure out how do I keep my young adults in community with each other and growing in God's word. And so I quickly adapted and adopted a YouTube channel for all of us. And uh, we were capitalizing on all the social media uh, platforms out there to stay connected throughout the week and continue uh, teaching and everything. And so then I ended up at Lakeland uh, about August of 2020. And uh, when I got here, I heard them talking about the idea of possibly bringing in virtual reality as part of a ministry that we do here. And uh, I came on to be a small groups pastor. So I was like, if that's something that you guys are wanting to do, have at it, have fun. Let me focus on my seat over here with small groups. Little did I know that by March of 2021, I would be invited to be the one with our next gen director to spearhead Lakeland's uh, adventure into the metaverse spaces and what was supposed to be a six-month trial is now a two and a half or over two and a half year uh, season 
uh, ministry season that I'm thoroughly enjoying. I love it. I love it. I I yeah, I remember the first time I did VR. Um, and probably this is with the Oculus Rift. You know, maybe nine years ago, ten years ago, and I was like, "This is the future." Um, and I went and bought the domain virtualreality.church. And I was like, we're going to, you know, all be in VR. And then it's gone through these waves of adoption and, uh, and DJ Soto has been on the podcast and he, he's definitely done some interesting things. And I, I think we're in a phase that's interesting right now where a lot of people would say, a lot of people have this perception that VR died. It was a, it was a trend like laser discs or other things that kind of came and went. But the reality is those people that are, are in VR actively know that it's not dead. Uh, it is just, it's, it's cyclical uh, to date. And that's how a lot of new technology adoption happens. And so I'm eager to hear since 2021, what have you seen in, in, the, in the state of both virtual reality and virtual reality for your church? And where, where did you begin? What, what's been that journey over the last couple of years? Yeah. So uh, like I said, the idea was that we were going to do a six month trial. So the idea was, hey, let's see if we can plant a church in virtual reality. Uh, we didn't really have a platform of choice. It was just really us, the next gen director, myself, trying to figure out where was going to be the best place to do this. We ultimately landed on alt space. Um, and so the goal was six months trial. If we get a church out of it, great. The win would be if we get a small group that was just meeting out of there. So that's where the small group pastor uh, came into play and all that. Um, so ultimately we, we ran the six month trial of it and, um, about the time that we were hitting the six month mark, we had ours, our second kid that was about to be born. So we're taking like the clubhouse approach of like, okay, we know that we can enter into alt space and we know that we could run a session and we can invite people to raise their hands and give them a voice in the room. So we're like, dude, let's just take our senior pastor's teachings. We'll chop it up into bite-sized pieces and we'll talk about it and then we'll open it up for like Q&A. And uh, so we ran that for a while and then that six-month period came and we realized, hey, Allspace provides an opportunity for us to bring in video. So with me getting ready to take, you know, like a two-week break, if you will, to spend time with my wife and uh, newborn, uh, we were able to hand the reins over to some volunteers and said, can you just press play? Uh, every two weeks for the next two weeks uh, just to keep things up and running. And so they did that. And while I was on my leave, I started playing around with the idea of, I wonder if we could just live stream. Like if we live stream to YouTube and Facebook. I wonder if we can just bring that same component in. And sure enough, we could. So starting for uh, Christmas Eve that year, so 2021, we decided that we were just going to start live streaming our services into alt space. And that was going to be our expression. So now we're well beyond the six month point. And so we started doing that live stream services in all space. Every time that we went live on any social platform, we just went live in all space as well. And as time went on, um, I just felt the Lord just really stirring on my heart that, you know, we're saying that we are a, a legitimate expression of the church within virtual reality. Um, and the, uh, holy discontent that I was feeling was how can we be that if we're only there for one, two hours a week? So Lakeland, uh, IRL is really well strategically placed. We're like on the corner of two busy highways within the Lake Geneva area, Walworth County. And so I'm sitting at my desk and what I'm realizing is that there's all these cars that are passing by our building all the time. Knowing that life happens for every person every single day, 
if somebody's driving down the road, whether that's 50 or 67 here in Walworth County, uh, if life's happening for them and maybe they're not a person of faith whatsoever, um, a loved one dies, financial crisis, whatever, and they're trying to figure out answers or seek comfort for the trial that they're going through, they might pass by this church building and go, I don't believe what they believe in, but maybe somebody there can help me with what I'm facing. And so uh, what I was facing as the VR pastor was, how can we call ourselves a church for virtual reality if we can't be that street corner church? Mm -hmm. So the ultimate goal became, let's become so synonymous with church and virtual reality that when people are going through a crisis in VR, whether it's uh, coming to one of our services or they're just bumping elbows, virtual elbows with somebody that's in the VR environment and they're going through a crisis, somebody would sit there and say, oh, you should go check out the guys at Lakeland. They do church in the VR spaces. I'm sure somebody there would, would love to be able to just sit and talk with you through the crisis that you're going through. So the ultimate goal was becoming that street corner church within the VR yeah. spaces and not just being a blip for one or two hours a week. And so that ultimately led to us uh, developing a launch team, just like you would for a multi-site campus or a church plant. Yep. And so we started asking questions. What do we have at Lakeland IRL that we need to bring into Lakeland VR? So host team, greeters, small group leaders, all that kind of stuff. And the way that we do small groups was really the bread and butter of our VR experience because we just said, we're not going to do things the typical traditional route of like, here is our Bible study. We just said, hey, what is it that you love to do for our small group leaders? And said, I want you to do that in the VR space. So we have one guy who's been running like Bible trivia. We had somebody else who took like the alpha program and ran with it. We had one lady that she started developing like her own little world system or capitalizing on the world that we had built for us and created like a prayer meditation garden. And so we were just opening up these events throughout the week that either brought people into our environment or had people rubbing shoulders with people from Lakeland VR. That way, every time that we went live, if we all gathered to, for one place of worship, their friends list now sees a whole bunch of people that they're now friends with all in one place yeah. on a Sunday morning that maybe enticed them to come and join us. So we basically said, hey, in IRL, we say, come to this uh, gathering of the body and then let's find your community to be a part of. And in VR, we said, let's find a community to be a part of and then gather as a mass body. Fascinating. Fascinating. So your background is not <laughs> in technology. Uh, your background is in ministry and in you know small groups, maybe more specifically, uh, what what was your journey even in understanding the technology to to be able to kind of get up to speed of how how all this works? Yeah, so that's where our next gen director really came into play for us. He speaks all of that language. So when yep. it came to like the setting up and everything, um, and getting used to the controls and the equipment, he's the one that really gave me the know how. Um, and in fact, when he actually transitioned out, what he did really well and what we try to do well here at Lakeland is we just create playbooks. That way, when mm -hmm. our season is done, we're able to just hand over the playbook to somebody else just to keep it going. Um, and so for me, it was just learning a whole new world, literally, like IRL and VR. Uh, yeah. Because the last game system that I owned as an individual was an Xbox 360 at the time. Yep. And I, and I yep. primarily bought that to play Blu-ray discs when that was a thing. Yep. So, and like Madden NFL, that was primarily it. So I'm not a gamer yep. whatsoever. Yep. And so that throws people off when I say that, you know, even when I'm introducing people to VR ministry, they're like, so what kind of person I'm looking for? I'm like, 
to be honest with you, if it's a gamer, great, but it might not be a gamer. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So for me, it was it was a sharp learning curve to pick up on everything. But, uh, you know, I would tell like anybody who's looking at getting into this, it, it's not that big of a learning curve. It actually is pretty intuitive uh, to get going. Yeah, that's awesome. Hey guys, it's Nils and I'm interrupting this podcast episode to highlight one of our sponsors. This sponsor is actually one of my companies, Amplify Social Media, uh, where I'm the founder and CEO. And for years, we've been helping ministries and churches grow uh, their message and amplify their message through social media done for them. And so as a consultant, one of the things that I found is that a lot of times ministries have a hard time with capacity to fully do everything that they want to do on social media. So we built a team to help. We can help uh, put your sermons on YouTube and podcasts and create social media clips and graphics and videos and all the things uh, that you need to do with ads and uh, even responding, helping you manage your inbox and your comments and messages. Our team is here to help. So if you want help uh, amplifying your social media presence, uh, reach out to our team, go to amplifysocial.media and we would love to help. We will hopefully talk to you soon. Let's get back to the episode. So so let's let's talk about just even that process of where, where you find people in VR because it is different than IRL of, you know, like going to, you know, the community events and things like that. Uh, what, where, where do you, where do people go to meet people in VR to begin to basically network and, and make people aware of, of what you're doing? Yeah. So, um, I said that there are like five, five primary platforms that people are using. Um, yep. so currently right now there would be like VR chat, which is the most popular, yep. uh, yep. uh, rec room, big screen, uh, meta horizon worlds, um, and then spatial.io. Okay. Um, yeah. and so within there, within those are like their own little community hubs, if you will, where people just kind of gather around and inside of those platforms, not only are there the community hubs, but people are putting on their own different events or they're building their own worlds. So it's a world within a whole new world, a whole new, like, the metaverse, mm -hmm. right? This is what we're talking about, metaverse. Yeah. Um, and so that's where people are gathering. So for us, you know, like I said, we originally got into alt space, which is like, if you're a church leader and you want to investigate the idea of VR ministry or metaverse ministry, man, it was the promised land flowing of milk and honey. And then Microsoft yes. decided to shut that thing down. And it was just like, yeah. what are we doing? Um, right. Yeah. But uh, yeah, like th those... Uh, platforms are like the primary ones. And, you know, for somebody who's wanting to get in on any of this, I would say, man, learn the platform, you know, just like we would as a missionary going into a new place or our church planner, learn the area that you're going to learn the people, learn uh, like the culture, the language, all that kind of stuff. Cause each one of those five platforms, they don't speak the same, Like you might be able to yeah. like, like hear each other. <laughs> well, I yep. understand the verbal language that's happening. But each one of them has its own unique characteristic to it. And yes. so you really have to view each of those five platforms as like different continents in the world. Mm. And you can't just take like one ministry uh, experience and assume that that's going to work in the other one because it's just not. And in fact, what I've come to learn is most of those platforms don't cross pollinate. So people who are doing VR chat yeah. don't know anything about spatial. People who are doing spatial don't know anything yep. about big screen. So uh, learn like what it is that you as a church do well, what it is that you're wanting to bring into virtual reality, uh, figure out of those five platforms, like which one speaks a language that you're already somewhat familiar with, 
um, and how you want to do it. Um, and then learn that culture and then figure out how to carry the banner of Jesus into that culture, just like you would as a missionary or church planner. Yeah, I love that. It, it, it reminds me so much of when early days of online ministry of when you went into Facebook, that there was a certain way of behaving within Facebook or you went on Twitter, there was a certain way of interacting uh, on, on Twitter. And so it is a culture uh, that, that you're developing. And I, I love your comparison to a church plan of, of learning that community uh, that you're going into and how to effectively both use, you know, the platform and communicate on those platforms, but then also what are some of the unique dynamics as, as you build relationships there? What, what are some of the highlights uh, over the last few years where, when you look at like real impact, real life change that's happening, what, what are maybe some of the things that come top of mind uh, from a, a success standpoint and, and why, why it's been fruitful from a ministry standpoint. Yeah. So most ministry, like we would look at this and go, okay, so where are those wins? Right. And IRL, we're looking at like conversion story after conversion story that's happening. And, and it's awesome. In VR, you almost have to temper expectations because while you're going to get those kingdom victories, they're going to come a lot slower than what you'll see in, in real life. So for us, like, I think some of the biggest wins that we've had is just people who are willing to engage in conversation with us. You know, there's like 171 million uh, VR users right now worldwide. About a third of that are US users. So think about like the global reach is astronomical right now. And, yeah. and we've seen that. Like the primary, like we've had people from the UK, from Canada, uh, South America. We've had people from uh, Asia all over the place that have joined us for our services. And we've had people who have come in that have never heard the name of Jesus. They've never heard of the idea of Christianity. They've never heard uh, of the Bible. And so they're getting introduced to this for the very first time. So that in of itself is a huge win. Like I full on believe that yes. there's going to come a day where I take my last breath on this side of heaven, take my first breath in eternity, and I'm going to come across people yep. who were introduced to the gospel, to the saving grace of Jesus Christ, all because of VR headset. And I will never met them yep. face to face or in person. But it's yeah. just because a seed was planted through a VR headset in a platform that then went off and blossomed in some other country around the world. So that that's one of like the easiest ones to pick up on for sure. Um, yes. But I think for me, like, what it boils down to is knowing that 171 million users and growing, um, <laughs> the easy number to say is like 90% are agnostic or atheist. I would go as high yeah. as say as like 98%. So you're talking about like a wow. lot of lostness, a lot of hopelessness, a lot of yes. darkness in those spaces. Um, and so trying to bring a church into those spaces, like we're going to have a lot of pushback, a lot of trolling going on and whatnot. But in the process of that, we also get people who show up to our services and they'll be point blank, blunt, honest with it and say, I don't believe what it is that you believe in, but I've always had questions and I've never known who to ask because I don't want to offend this person or I don't want to offend their God in the process. So what we're learning is that there are people who are just filled with questions about, man, is there really life after this? What happens to us when we die? Is there, is there more to life than what it is that I'm experiencing? And so those people are going into these alternate reality uh, places in order to live out alternate lifestyles, you know, something that they more closely yeah. resonate with. 
but they're also bringing in those very real questions into these virtual places. And what it what's happening is uh, the anonymity that comes with the virtual reality. It's almost like the uh, Catholic confessional. It's like, here's this holy guy on the other mm -hmm. side of the screen. Here's me with all the mess that I'm dealing with. They don't know me. I don't know them. We'll never see each other face to face. So here becomes a safe place for me to be able to ask all the questions that I've always had. Now, some people are going to come in super hostile with those questions. But then we also have people that come in with just genuine, like, look, I just want to know. And so, like, I've got a story of a guy by the name of Daniel. Exactly that scenario came in. He's like, I don't believe what you believe in. but I got questions. And I just told him, like, dude, we're not, like, we didn't get into these spaces to reach people that already believe what we believe in. Like we got in knowing that we're going to reach yeah. people who look, smell, talk differently than we do. And that's totally fine. Um, and I just told him, like, Dan, you're not going to offend me by asking questions about my God. So feel free to ask me anything. And if I don't have the answer to it, let's yeah. go on a journey together to find the answer. Like let's pick yeah. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. Anytime that you have a question, we'll stop. We'll talk about it. And again, if I don't have an answer for you, we'll invite somebody else into the conversation who does have the answer. And let's just, let's just go on this journey together. Um, and I told him, I was like, and the second and most importantly is you're not going to offend my God uh, asking questions because he wants to get to know you. All right. He wants, he wants you to know him the yes. way that he knows you. And the only way that it happens is by yeah. asking questions. Um, so it just mm -hmm. opens up the uh, awesome opportunity to reach into places and into people's lives that the church isn't already reaching. Because it's created a whole new safety area for people to boldly ask the questions that they've always had um, and begin to not just like they're not beginning their spiritual journey, like they're already on one. They're just now progressing a little bit quicker that yep. way. Very cool. Very cool. I, you know, one of my first experiences in a VR church was DJ's, uh, DJ Soto's, uh, you know, virtual VR church. And I, I remember he um, he put out an announcement. We're going to have baptisms uh, tonight in VR church. And I was like, <laughs> I've got to see this. The first ever virtual reality baptism is, yeah, as I was aware of. And he um, he basically everyone's gathered around in this backyard type of environment. And I remember somebody was at the barbecue grill making hamburgers, just throwing them at DJ, you know, uh, virtually and and just trying to distract mm -hmm. from what was happening. And, and I'm a DJ just handled it like a pro of just, just kept going. And he's like, okay, everybody gather around the pool. Uh, and there's a swimming pool back in, in this backyard. And, and I had the Oculus go headset. So I had a kind of poor controller that was hard to navigate and we all gathered around the pool. And then in the middle of the baptism, I fell in the deep end of the <laughs> pool and the only way out, you couldn't just jump out. I had to like walk through to the shallow end and up to the stairs to get out. Well, that's where DJ was doing the baptism. Uh, and so I, I, you know, in the middle of the baptism, DJ like looks over at me. He's like, Oh, Hey Nils. And, uh, and I distracted from the baptism. It, it was, uh, yeah, just yeah. that's VR, you know, like you just never know what you're going to get. It's not, um, you know, it's not normal as we've known it. I'm curious, are there any just for you? Like, man, this is a learning curve or this was a fill in my face or, you know, just some chaos in the middle of VR church that, that, you know, you wouldn't have had in an in-person. Every stinking service, man. Every stinking <laughs> service. There's always something. I love um, it. 
Yeah, we, we've had tons yep. of experiences like that. And sometimes it's even like us shooting our own foot, right? Like uh, we, we have yep. a guy that was on our team that we asked him to come in. I asked him to come in because he's like that dynamic personality out in our physical building. Like he's got this big old foam hand that he gives everybody yep. a high five. He's the first person that almost everybody sees. I was I like, that personality is what I need in VR because people can log in yep. and take a quick look around and within five seconds log out. It's like, I need somebody who's going to be stationed right where people are going to spawn in at and be like, hey, bud, I see you. I'm glad that yep. you're here. Like we were super strategic about that. And so we invited yes. him in. And so we're running yes. the service one day and I look around like I'm just walking around our environment and all of a sudden I see like a shark or something just like flying through the air. And I was just like, <laughs> yeah, what yep. is happening right yep. now? Where did the shark come from? And uh, what I found out is like, he figured out the controls in order to like modify the world a little bit. He found some of the toys and stuff that you could play with. And, you know, at the end of the day, yep. like this is the best part. Yep. Stuff like that seems so distracting at first. Um, but when it comes to like ministry yes. experience and like, just what is the kingdom win? It's that kind of stuff that really breaks down walls for people who are coming in that they're like, I don't know yeah. what I just walked into. It said Lakeland church on the event board and there's, yeah. you know, Bruce, the shark is flying through the air right now. So now I want to get to know these people. Um, and so, yeah. you know, there's tons of, yeah. there's tons of things like that that happen. You know, technology fails us often. Yeah. I say it's like our greatest friend and enemy at the same time um tools like that will come into yep. play trolls will come in and try to uh mess up everything and it's just yep. like okay end of the day what could i have done better and let's make sure that we yep. do it better for next time <clears throat> that's hilarious yeah that and that is i mean i think that's a good and this is what happens when you pioneer new spaces and i think about all the times maybe even churches begin using sound systems um there there were issues with feedback and their issues with, you know, uh, microphones not working. And, and I think as you, as you navigate these spaces and, and people have always, you know, come and distracted or done different things, uh, whether it's intentional or unintentional, uh, to, to prevent, you know, I think the gospel movement in those, those new, uh, and developing spaces, what, uh, you know, what's practically let's, let's talk about what your environments look like. So, you know, as you look at what you translated to both from your worship experience environment and your small group environment, what what platforms are you using, and what is what does a worship service look like for Lakeland in VR, and what does a small group uh, look like? Yeah, uh, so for a lot different than it did a few months ago when Microsoft shut down Altspace. So, uh, okay, when we got into it, yeah, we had a guy who built a world for us, and so we just said, hey, we uh, we know that this is virtual reality, so we want to. We want to bring Lakeland into VR, but we also want to give the creative liberties, um, you know, a go since it is virtual reality. So we just, we walked into it with the heartbeat of like, hey, as somebody who ever comes to our Lakeland VR expression, uh, we want them to be able to come onto property in real life and feel like they've been here before. So we just gave our world builder uh, the blueprints of the building and photos galore of elements that were inside our lobby space and all that. Cause we just wanted to feel familiar at the same time. We just, we did, we took, uh, we took advantage of the creative Liberty. So like we had this whole outdoor amphitheater scene, uh, with a waterfall where we would do like worship nights and all that kind of stuff. Um, we had a city. So Lake Geneva is not a metropolis whatsoever, right? Like the closest is Milwaukee and Chicago. Um, yeah. 
but we had like a city with skyscrapers yep. and all that. And that's primarily where we held um, our small groups at. So we had like a coffee shop, we had a gym, we had a bar, we had a movie theater, just all these different things. And so we just capitalized on all those different elements in order to one, run the service in the sanctuary. And then we yeah. use the city for all the different small groups, even like rooftop experiences. And we just said, have fun with it. Um, <laughs> and so nowadays it looks different yeah. because uh, all, again, all space shut down. So we're primarily in big screen right now yeah. uh, just because we stream our services. Okay. Um, but what I've come and what I've come to learn with big screen is it is still primarily chat and community based as a whole. So while there might be something playing on the screen in front of everybody yeah. that we're all experiencing that and sharing the experience at the same time, everybody's still just wanting to chat with each other and communicate. And so, you know, on Sundays, we run yeah. that service in there. We just bring it in straight from YouTube because that's what big screen has like a partnership with. Uh, so it's just easy to yeah. do from within the headset. Uh, and then there have been different times where yeah. we still run alpha or I was running like a Christianity one-on-one course. And I, and that's what I would label the event. It would just be yep. Christianity 101, knowing that that was going to invite the trolls and those who are spiritually curious into the event. Um, and we just run yep. that through a remote desktop. So I'm just running through my slides on my Surface Pro and then teaching avatar to avatar through the headset um, and just engaging the conversation yep. with people. And so yep. small groups look that way. Um, you know, the Bible trivia would still go the same way. Just run the questions up along the screen. Um you know, for a church that's wanting to like maybe investigate the idea of bringing themselves into a VR experience, like one of the things that we were doing for a while was we were taking our services and we were chopping them up into bite-sized pieces. I did this with the alpha material too. So, you know, because the, yeah. uh, the alpha videos are like okay. 30 minutes, like 20 to 30 minutes in length. You're not going to get right. somebody in virtual reality to just sit yep. there and stare at a screen the entire time looking at a screen through a screen, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what I did was yeah. I took those and I yeah. chopped them up into like three to five minute bite-sized pieces and then spliced in questions in between. That way, if somebody was coming in, whether they were coming in from the beginning, middle or end of the event, they could participate in the conversation uh, no matter when they joined us. Because that's that was the value, participation. I just want people to hear their voice yeah. in the environment, feel like their voice matters um, and, and just be a part of what's going on. And so that's what it looks like, you know, from the simple of just pressing play on YouTube and it's streaming to a screen or, you know, getting a little bit more in depth to chopping up stuff and whatnot. That's just kind of what it looks like. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. What, uh, what I'm curious, what, what VR headset is your go-to and what maybe would you recommend for somebody that's never done VR as, as a yeah, place so to, we to use get the started? Quest, uh, two headset here. Um, we invested in about yep. 10 of them for yep. our church even. So we just said, Hey, if you want to be a part of this team, don't go yep. buy one. We got one for you. It's been working out great. I love it. Um, nice. I would love to get my hands on yeah. the MetaQuest 3. Yeah. Um, I personally haven't heard a lot yep. coming out about it at this point so far. So I'm not like I'm kind yep. of tapering my or tempering my expectations on it. Um, I'm an Apple person through and through. Yeah. So like, I'm sitting there like sitting on pins yep. and needles with Apple's announcement with the Vision Pro. Uh, <laughs> yep. I still have high yeah. expectations for that. Um, I think that one's going to be just like everything else Apple does. Yes. Kind of down the line a little bit. It'll be more, you know, usable yep. and, and user-friendly for the most part. But 
Um, yeah, for us right now, it's the MetaQuest 2. It works yes. great. And because they rolled out the 3, you can probably get your hands on it for, I think, 250 at this point. Yep. Yeah, it's it's amazing. I, I use the Quest 2 as well. And it's, it's an, I mean, I started with, you know, I guess the, the, oculus go well i started yeah. with like cardboard you know uh back when when that was a thing and then the the you know um oculus go was a fantastic headset but but i think fairly limited with a one controller and uh the quest 2 is awesome i'm eager to play with the quest 3 but same as you i haven't heard a whole lot uh one way or the other but i think their affordability is great compared to the like three thousand dollars or whatever apple apple's headset is but i do think that it's worth talking about that apple is developing you know hardware for this and that the vr is not a trend that is dead or going away uh it's you know apple doesn't get into things uh that that are you know fading apple gets into things you know in a very strategic timely way and so i think apple's announcement should alert everyone of trends that are coming um, and I think Apple, when they released, I, I, I recently watched the Blackberry movie where they talked about the iPhone coming out and the touchscreen and people thinking, who would use a touchscreen when you want a keyboard uh, or Apple when they came with the iPad? Like, why do you need a giant iPhone? Um, but they, they got it right and continue to get it right consistently. And I think they're going to get it right when it comes to VR. It's, you know, it's a, it's a fascinating space as, you know, Facebook previously acquired Oculus and how much they've invested in it. What, you know, for, for those in, and it's, it's been interesting to me and surprising to me that Microsoft shut down Altspace VR in, in the mm-hmm. web three world. And there's been a lot of conversations that is metaverse dying or dead. What's your take on kind of even the trends around metaverse environments and, you know, Altspace shutting down is kind of a flag to, you know, what is the trend here? Because Microsoft is pulling out while Apple is leaning in. So where, where, yeah, where do so, you think this is going? Um, I think first and foremost, what it needs to be reminded is like, yes, Microsoft shut down Altspace. That was that was a platform that they actually uh, acquired from somebody else that was originally going to shut down. Um, yeah. And so what Microsoft did was they used yeah. what Altspace already had to figure out how to capitalize on what Microsoft was going to bring out, which was going to integrate with Teams and all that kind of stuff. So Microsoft yeah. is still very much uh, what uh, yes. this is called Microsoft Mesh, I believe. So they're still very much in Web three right okay. now. They just they took advantage of something that was there, figured yep. out how to capitalize on it, make it useful for them, and then they said, "Okay, we're done with this. Let's let it go." Um, so I mean, trend overall, like yeah. it's going to stay moving up into the right for sure. Um, I think. I think uh, what we need to pay attention to is not just VR, but we have to look at the combination of uh, AR and VR and what those two mean with each other. So like the Quest 3 has an AR feature to it, and then that was all Apple's uh, Vision Pro. It's just all talking about uh, augmented reality, right? So there's obviously still some to the Vision Pro that is virtual reality based like their partnership with unity uh tools and all that kind of stuff which that's what i was waiting for like i was listening to the, the whole keynote and i as they were announcing every little thing i was like that's for the headset that's for the headset that's for the headset they announced the headset I'm like okay there yeah. it is um yeah. it, but as the vr guy i'm sitting there going yeah I, I don't know that this is for me right now like 
the fan and the consumer yeah. says that this yeah. is for me, but the VR pastor says, I don't know that I need that just at this point. But yeah. ultimately, like what what Apple did and what they're going to continue to do at this point um, is move our world further and further into AR VR spaces as a whole. So you and I currently right now yeah. are using technology. My guess is I'm just going to go on a limb here. Are you using a MacBook? Okay, so you're uh, using Mac, a Mac Mini. Okay. Mac Mini. I'm using a, yeah. a MacBook Air, right? So what? This is what I heard during the keynote, yeah. and I don't know if everybody heard the same thing. And I, this might be a very thin limb that I'm walking out on. Um, what I heard Apple say was, in the near future, we are no longer going to be making iPhones. We are no longer going to be making iPads. We are no longer going to be making MacBook Mini or MacBook Mac Minis and MacBooks and all that kind of stuff. On top of that, in the future, you're no longer going to be buying a TV. So we can put a, a price tag of $3,500 on our Vision Pro because the Vision Pro that we are now offering you is all of that wrapped up into one device. So all the money that you're now going to save yeah. for a hefty yeah. price tag of $3,500 because what did they talk about? They talked about that the Vision Pro is now going to be your desktop. They talked about how it's going to be your phone to do... Uh, face chatting and all that kind of stuff they talked about and they showed this beautiful mountaintop scenery with the lake and here's your thousand foot screen and a movie that you can watch with the person sitting right next to you eventually they'll get to the point that that vision pro looks just like the eyewear that you and i are wearing so it's everyday use just the same way as our phone is an everyday tool in our pocket yeah vr is not dying the technology is going to slowly start Yes. Uh, ramping up to where it's no longer a this is a hobby that I have on the side but this is a tool that I carry around with me every single day um, just in any technology uh, adventure you're going to have like these mountaintop experiences then you're going to have these valley lows that come and then something's going to skyrocket again Yes, it might be Apple, it might be Meta who knows but somebody's going to be the one that turns that corner that now a cell phone that was primarily designed for businesses to give to their employees in order to stay connected on the weekends. Now every person in the household has a cell phone in their pocket. Eventually every single person is going to have some kind of AR VR device in their home on their face every single day. Yeah. It's so interesting to think about it. And I think even with the, the alt space VR conversation, I think about in social media, world that like MySpace was the thing. AOL Instant Messenger was the thing. Even Facebook, you know, I think was the platform. Uh, but we've seen Instagram come, we've seen TikTok come, we've seen uh, a, a lot of changes. Uh, but at the end of the day, social media right. is a thing, you know, and, and I think it's a place where people go to connect socially and VR is this is part of the progression and development of this platform and this medium uh, and, I, and I think for those that haven't yet done it, I, I think once you do it a few times and you experience a few different things, you, you begin to see, wow, they, there's a lot of possibilities here uh, that that we just couldn't fathom and that aren't limited to a little three inch by four inch screen in our pocket uh, that is powerful and amazing, uh, but but has limits. And a, a VR headset really takes away a ton of limits. Um, and I think it's going to, you know, I, I personally think it's actually going to integrate into our workspaces 
probably before it even integrates into so many of our other spaces, just like Zoom. I think Zoom during the pandemic integrated into our work as some people move to remote, where then people begin, oh, I can Zoom with my family members. I can Zoom rather than doing phone calls um, and video conferencing kind of develop mass adoption. And so VR is still a developing technology um, and there are limits of 360 cameras. There's limits of, you know, different editing that people are used used to editing for a rectangle uh, rather than a full immersive uh, screen and environment and, and, and interactive all three dimensional. Uh, but you see yeah. my kids are very involved in Roblox uh, as a game. And so you think about the next generation of what they're used to. It's very different than what I grew up being used to. Uh, and so what is perceived to be weird right now, I, I think is going to be a very normal thing in the future. Stuart, as you, you know, maybe looking even further into the future, what do you, what do you dream about Lakeland VR looking like three to five years from now? Uh, what, what do you hope uh, is exist and what do you, what do you hope from a yeah, ministry context? Well, I can tell is, you one of the things happening. that we're dreaming about here is just a, a VR church funding network. We have a dream of seeing 100 churches uh, planted in 10 yeah. years, and we believe that it's probably going to be more churches than that. It's probably going to be a lot mm-hmm. sooner than 10 years, just because of how easy yeah. it is to get into it. Um, yeah. But we, we do have that vision of 100 churches yeah. in 10 years, uh, and like we we feel like we don't even have the market on that or even the right to say what that even looks like as a church, uh, just because it's going to be completely different. Yeah. Like you have to do church different in the VR spaces in order to reach people. Uh, so what I see is I was talking about this with uh, a buddy of mine who's also a VR uh, pastor. Like there is this real opportunity that VR can be like the hands-on training for people when it comes to evangelism training um, and like uh, just learning how to communicate to a non-believer. Like that's, I, here's, let's go back to wins real quick. Yeah. This is one of those things that I've picked up on. Yeah. So uh, if somebody were to say, hey, what is the right type of person for virtual reality, like a VR pastor? Um, yeah. It, you go look at like Ephesians yeah. 4 and Paul starts laying out, you know, the all the ministry positions, giftings, right? The apest is the uh, apostle, the prophet, evangelist, shepherd, teacher. Yep. And um, depending on who you talk to, some people will say like, well, a shepherd might not work so well in a VR space, you know, uh, profit, I don't, you know, I don't know. Um, person I saw, I think you're gonna, you have to have all of them first and foremost. Like the physical church, the local church has to have all of them in order yeah. for it to work well. But yes. I tell you, the ones that are probably gonna thrive, and I highly say this, it's probably a biased opinion, a biased answer is um, I'm an apostolic evangelist at heart. I, I tell people, it's like, dude, let's go win over kingdom territory, okay. let's go uh, knock down the gates of hell with a water gun. Like, if that's all we have yeah. at our use, our disposal, let's go use it. Um, but I thoroughly enjoy having conversations with people who like, they're there just to be confrontational with me. Like you say that you believe this, but let me tell you about your own religious text or your own religious system or whatever. I sit there and I just listen to them and I, um, have conversations with them, but I enjoy it because this is what I started to pick up on is there are people who, um, they claim to be Christians obviously not saying that they're not not saying that they are, you know, they, they say that they are. Um, but we have seen in, especially in Western culture, this decline in evangelism, right. As a whole, like people aren't necessarily being trained up to 
have those evangelistic conversations with their next door neighbors or their coworkers or family members or whatnot. And so what I'm seeing is like, there's these people who claim to be Christians that they come into these environments, they're seeing a confrontation happen between myself or another believer with the non-believer. And all of a sudden what we see them do is they take a next step and now they join in on the conversation. And because what they're doing is they're witnessing two people have a conversation that they always felt like they should be able to have, but they've never felt like they've been equipped to. And now they're getting equipping by just watching. And now all of a sudden the spirit is raising up this boldness in them. And they're like, well, can I speak into this for a second? And also what I'm seeing is I get to start backing off while they're stepping in. And then that boldness is now following them out of the headset and they're having conversations with their next door neighbors or their coworkers because now they've learned and they've exercised that muscle of just telling people, just carrying that banner of Jesus wherever it is that they go. And so like future wise, all that, that's what I see is there's this real possibility of just a boldness for the cause of Christ. Um, that wasn't necessarily there before because now they're getting this opportunity to learn. People are getting this opportunity to learn what it means to converse in in a peaceful way with people that ultimately wins those people over for the kingdom. Yes. I love it. I love it. I, I, I think about, you know, the, all the possibilities. And, and I think at the end of the day, the great commission says to go into all the world uh, and make disciples and, and VR is a part of our world today. And it's going to continue to become more a part of our world. And I think where there's maybe a hundred million users right now, I, I think in the coming years, we're going to see over a billion uh, users on, you know, in VR and, and grow at a, at a rapid rate, just as, just like right now, you can get an Android device, you know, in Africa or India for $5. Um, and, the, you know, the Internet and what Elon is doing, bringing Internet to, to the entire world. There's there's possibilities today that, that have never existed for the gospel to go to the ends of the earth. And VR, I think, is one of those possibilities that it's going to take time for the hardware to get cheaper and for uh, accessibility to, to kind of reach uh, a, a mass audience. But but this is a land grab moment. And, and I think where you youtube might have two or three billion active users on the platform it's also incredibly crowded and harder to break through where vr is in a front edge space where we need more people that in many ways are are preparing for the coming you know adoption of what's going to happen and and i think i look at lakeland that lakeland is going to be that much more prepared for as as you're ministering to people now it's not like you're waiting sitting on your hands waiting for people to show up but the crowds are coming. You know, I think that that seems to be in the inevitable trend in technology. I think the question will be is how prepared are we to take advantage of that influx of people that are not coming for the gospel. Uh, but, but I think nobody <laughs> went looking uh, or very few people go looking right. for the gospel. We bring the gospel to people. Uh, and I think that's the unique opportunity to exist in VR and where I would encourage people of it might be weird to you. Uh, and it might be confusing to you. It might be overwhelming to you. And and that's all the, the more reason to begin to understand it, to begin to learn what what it is. And and now might not be the time for your church to plant a church in VR. But, but my guess is that in the future, most churches pre-pandemic still thought online church was a really bad idea. And those churches that were 
had already adopted it and developed some systems and processes were that much more prepared for the pandemic. Now, we didn't know the pandemic was going to expedite things. We don't know when VR, you know, is going to be expedited. Although I think Apple announcing their headset is a good alert to, okay, this we're, we're picking up momentum here in this technology adoption and development process. And so it's time to prepare uh, even more significantly and stop, you know, every, and I remember even social media early days, it was just like, all I heard was, this is weird. This is getting people to cheat on their spouses. This is all, all these terrible things about social media. And no doubt people have used social media for bad and people have used the internet for bad and, and, and they will use VR for bad. And I think the leading industries, as I understand it in the VR space are gaming and pornography and both very addictive, unhealthy things. Now gaming has some good aspects to it, but I think we, we can clearly identify where some of the negative aspects are as well. And, and I think that we, ha- we need to not let just like the internet, the internet was predominantly adopted by the pornography industry early on. Uh, and we have as a church had to play catch up uh, to, I think what's happening on the internet and the adoption and the uses. Uh, and so I, I just want to encourage church leaders that are still just like, VR is weird. Metaverse, we tried it and it didn't work. Uh, and and I don't think you need to go all in on VR um, right now, but I do think you need to be paying attention to VR. I I would say at a minimum, you need to have a headset. Every church should have invested in an Oculus Quest 2 headset at a minimum just to learn and begin as a staff to uh, to, to tinker with the platforms. One of the things that I, I try to do is spend 10 to 15 minutes a day in my VR headset just to learn. And I go play ping pong with people. I go do different things just to even learn. Like, well, how does this work? What, what, what are people doing in here? What are some new apps and, and use cases? And I'm a big believer still in 360 video that, that churches should look at live streaming their services in 360, uh, because I think that creates an immersive environment. I was just at YouTube's concert uh, in the sphere yeah. and it reminded me of much of AR and what's come with AR. And I, and I think there's just so many exciting possibilities that we haven't yet dreamed of. And, uh, and so I just, I want to encourage everyone who's listening to this conversation to, uh, to not allow your confusion and your lack of understanding to prevent you from at least paying attention, uh, to, to what's happening here. Uh, and, and think about how does this look in your context? And I even think traditional worship experiences. Uh, I think people often look at some of the cutting edge churches like elevation church, maybe, and think they're going to be the ones that are going to pioneer life church. Uh, and I know life church has gotten into metaverse a little bit, but it doesn't just need to be those churches. I think, I think all churches need to be thinking about the possibilities. Stuart, as we wrap up uh, this conversation, what is there any other encouragement that you would have for church leaders as to how they should consider and even perceive uh, VR yeah, I, as a look to the future there. I love what you just said. Um, in this whole time that we've been developing this VR church planning network, it's never come across my mind is that they're to say every yeah. church should invest in it. Like a $250 investment. I mean, we, we, we plant churches and cities for hundreds of thousands of dollars. And this is 250 to plant a church in the metaverse space. Yes. Like, and all the other uh, needs <laughs> yes. come along with it for free in most of those platforms. But not only do I love yeah. that, but I, what I do yeah. love is like, I am fully aware of myself right now. Like we talked about this right at the very beginning. Like I'm not a gamer whatsoever. This isn't anything that I would ever ask to have been a part yeah. of. I would have never seeked this out. 
But what I do know is that there are people out there probably in here at Lakeland and uh, probably at your church as well, that they already spend quality time in these platforms and they love Jesus a whole lot. And they want yep. people to know that Jesus loves them a whole lot. So for $250, is it worth getting a headset for your church to put in the hands of that person who's already spending time there if they don't have a headset already and sit there and say, hey, can you champion this for us? And come back and report to us, like, what is it that you're experiencing? How can we help you in the process? Again, like 171 million people and growing. I think by like 2025, it would be the population of VR users would be enough yeah. to be the fifth largest country in the world. Like, I, I just don't, I don't know yeah. why you wouldn't. And knowing that there are people in our churches that have a passion for advancing the kingdom. Yeah. Like find those people who have that passion to advance the kingdom, no matter what the platform looks like, whether it's IRL or VR or whatever, equip them with the means to do so and let them through the Holy Spirit just win kingdom territory, not just geographically, but heart territory as well. Um, and, and let them just work off of their own passions, hobbies, and desires. Um, I just think that that's so fruitful for the kingdom as a whole. So good. I love it. I love it. Well, Stuart, thank you so much for sharing your insights uh, and knowledge uh, with our social media church community. How can people that want to check out uh, Lakeland VR or connect yeah. with you personally? So if you uh, want to connect how, with us at Lakeland VR, the best way you. you can do that, two ways. So you can either go to lakeland.church. Uh, we have a VR page set up, or you can just go to our Discord, which is lakelanddiscord.com which uh, if you're planning on getting into VR ministry, make sure that you sign up for your own Discord, first and foremost. VR, peanut butter. Discord, yep. jelly. They make a wonderful sandwich together. Um, if you want to connect with me personally, <laughs> you can just go to stuartmcpherson.org. Um, on there, I've got resources when it comes to like VR ministry, uh, a couple different podcasts that are on there. Um, also, there is... Uh, I released a book just about a month ago. It's titled Your Church in VR, How to Plant a Church in Virtual Reality. Nice. So you can go there. You can have a copy of that and start the process of planting churches in VR. Love to be on that journey with you. Awesome. I love it. We, and we will leave a link uh, to all of those things in the show notes at socialmedia.church. Uh, so you can check those out there if you if you missed any of those things. And uh, I want to encourage everyone, go get that book. Uh, read it and learn. That's a great place, I think, to to start uh, from somebody who is pioneering and uh, digging in. And, and and I think if you're interested in planting a church in VR, I can't imagine a better place uh, to partner than uh, a church like Lakeland, who is uh, been pioneering the way. And I and and I think practically will help <laughs> you likely skip a lot of the learning curves uh, that you you would likely have. Uh, and trying to get into this new space that is undefined and wide open. Uh, and so, Stuart, thank you for leading the way. Thank you for uh, being a practitioner uh, and then out of your pra practicing uh, of this and learning out of this, sharing that uh, so so transparently with other churches and ministry leaders. And so I'm so grateful for this conversation, excited about the ministry you're doing. I can't wait uh, to do our next uh, podcast recording in a year from now and and hearing the updated stories and opportunities and possibilities that you're dreaming about then, uh, because I'm confident that this conversation will look and sound a lot different a year from now as you continue to lean in uh, to the opportunities in VR 
Thanks everyone for listening. We will connect with you again on the next episode.